Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor. Uh, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. Hey everybody, it's James here. And Jen. There we go, drink your water I was, now. I was guzzling my water. There we go. Well, welcome to episode seven. Seven. Lucky seven. Here on a Dork Physique, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Um, just to get some stuff out of the way, like we always do, we want to thank our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, um, for sponsoring uh, today's episode of the podcast. Uh, they are a horror-centric coffee. Check them out, deadlygroundscoffee.com. Um, they go to a lot of the conventions, horror conventions around the Northeast, uh, as well as they're the official coffee of Hell, Michigan. <laughs> so uh, I think they have a coffee called Hellhound or something like that. So definitely check them out. They have ground uh, whole bean and ground coffee for sale, along with some mugs and some swag. So check them out. Definitely, they do uh, sponsor the show. So uh, we got to give them as much love as possible because black coffee... It's still good for you because it, it has the new calories. It's the crap you put into it like we talked about a couple weeks ago. So, Jen, what are we talking about this week? Well, it's not necessarily like a big uh, topic. It's um, We're just kind of going to share some stories that um, just kind of our relationship with food and growing up and how that affected us today and... Just kind of like pretty casual today. I think I scienced you guys out enough. So <laughs> I was like, if anyone's still listening, yep, I was gonna today's say a lot lighter. And um, it's just kind of more of a real background of just kind of understanding, you know, where we come from, things like that. Oh, yeah, because definitely, you know, we, the last couple episodes we've had have been very science-centric because we want to make sure that we're giving you good information and stuff that we wish we knew before we started this journey. So, and I think we prefaced it early on that a couple of episodes early on were going to be very heavy-centric. Now we're kind of getting more into story time yeah. and kind of backgrounds of us. And hopefully some interviews are going to be coming down the line from um, trainers and all those people. So, uh, you know, definitely want to stay tuned. So, Jen, you were saying in episode one um, about you had the yo-yo diet and how... You know, that kind of, you know, you eat, lose weight, eat, lose weight, even grow early at early age. Yeah. So before I even get into that, I think it's really important that everyone understands um, my, sh- I don't even want to call it a struggle because it's not fair. Um, I don't think it has enough value to the word. Um, but it's more of just the way I grew up and the reasoning why food and I have a weird relationship. And uh, so growing up, it was a very interesting household. Uh, My mom was incredibly thin, incredibly beautiful, and she had these bizarre eating habits. Um, Very, very bizarre. And she would uh, just go on these like kicks of food she'd only want to like exclusively eat. And when I mean exclusively eat, I mean like she would eat shrimp salad for like a month straight and that'd be the only food she would eat. And it's one of those things where like, ah, that's... 
very strange for, you know, someone growing up. And I remember this being very young. And she did. She had this weird relationship um, with the way she ate. And, you know, again, being so thin and so tall, you know, looking back on it, she might have had an eating disorder. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't diagnose something, the past, and I can't diagnose her, but definitely didn't make sense. So, um, you know, I was, I was born into this world, not a tiny human. Like, I was, I was a big kid. I was a big baby. I was a big child. And so what happens is, is you have people around you, you know, reminding you of that. Oh, it's big. It's baby fat. That's how it starts. It's baby fat. It'll go away. It's baby fat. It'll go away. Well, it didn't go away. And I don't remember overeating at a very young age. So any, I would say like 10 and younger, I don't remember overeating because I was in no control over my food. So when you're that young, you don't control your food intake. You don't control the foods that are prepared for you. So I always think that's very interesting where everyone was like, well, you were kind of chunky growing up. Well, I didn't have a job. Like I wasn't stocking the fridge. So explain to me how I was in any control of that. Well, it goes back to the questions we had a couple episodes ago, like your parents, you are the parent, you control what you feed your kids. Right. So you weren't the gatekeeper of your food. I wasn't. I wasn't the gatekeeper of my food, my intake of food, how much I was eating. I didn't do that. So that was always an interesting thing. So, and I don't know what what was going wrong at that point. I, I don't even remember enough of it. So just to kind of put it, you you grew up in the city. You grew up in New mm-hmm. York City. Um, you grew up in one of the boroughs, not on the main island, but you grew up yeah. in one of the boroughs. So. You know, you did the city have any effect on your diet, you know, growing not, up? Not until I was older. Because at that point, when I was that young, my parents didn't have, like, we didn't have a ton of money. So, and that could have been a lot of it, too. You know, because we didn't have any kind of money, it could have been like, well, we're eating pasta tonight, and that's why, you know? So that didn't come in until I was probably really more, like, in high school, where that influence of the city kind of happened. But, um, I, you know, like, I hate to be that person. Like, I wasn't an active child. It was just general walking around the city. I didn't... There wasn't sports. This wasn't something that was accessible. So it was just kind of hanging out in the neighborhood and playing with other kids. And that was kind of what it was. There wasn't, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, anything like that for kids to really do. So there wasn't this whole, like, get out there and do something. Like, there, there wasn't. That didn't happen. So... Um, probably once I was probably in like the sixth grade when I became more aware of like my weight and what it was and how big I was. And at this point I did something and if you, if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes, but my mom would call it sneak eating. And what I would do is there would be Klondike bars in the house. There would be like, oh God, um... Oh, she would have the like, um, like chocolate with the caramels in them, and um, they would have like nuts in them, and there was like food and cookies and stuff all in the house. So, because again, growing up, weird relationship with food because she never really ate, there was never like, I wasn't allowed, I never asked if I could eat something. I would just take it and go in my room and eat it and consume a lot of it. And I would do this, and I would do this constantly. And she'd be like, she'd find wrappers in the ha- in my room, and she'd be like, you're sneak eating. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I can't stop. Um, so that at that point, I started to take more of the wheel on that, and it became, well, now I'm in control of this. Again, at this point, mind you, I'm probably 11, 12. I still don't have a job. So this food is still showing up in the house. I'm sneak eating, and the food's still showing up in the house. So still nobody stepped in was like, 
if we remove the food, that will stop her from eating it. No, like just let's keep buying the cookies. So that was kind of a funny thing. Um, so that was kind of how that happened. Then like in the sixth grade, I sort of become more self-aware because now I'm bigger than the other kids. And I'm always was taller, so that was always a thing too. So now I'm like, oh, what do I do? I just ate more. Like, that's what happens. You don't, you realize, like, you're just, at this point, I'm just going to keep eating and living my life. And, like, lunch choices, I'll always remember in junior high school for lunch, I never bought lunch. Like, it was never, like, um, like real lunch. It was, like, fake lunch. So you can go, you can get on the lunch line and you can go and get, like, your, um, you know, whatever, your burger, French bread pizza, whatever it was. Or if you had cash on you, because somehow now I came into cash in middle school, probably like allowance. I don't know. Still not enough to stock all house groceries, but enough to like buy a couple things. That for lunch, I would have a big jumbo soft pretzel, a brownie, and a huge can of Arizona iced tea. And I think one of those cans alone is probably like 250 calories. But they're delicious. Not, and they they're are 99 delicious. cents. And yeah. come on. And that was my lunch every day when I was in school and that was there was nothing nutritious or hearty or healthy about that so that was kind of a funny thing so again no as you were if you're following the bouncing ball there's no nutrition involved in my lifestyle like there isn't any there's no introduction to nutrition there's no introduction to proper ways of eating it's lots of garbage food and that's why we science you to death for like three <laughs> episodes because there was no, no, nothing nobody was giving me anything so now, seventh grade, and this is a really big memory for me, and it will come full circle in a second. Um, I remember I was doing some project. It was probably some play. And we were on the stage, and this girl came up to me, and I remember it. Like, I, it was clear as day. And she was asking me about, I was wearing some dress, and somehow it came up about how much I weighed. I clearly remember in the seventh grade, I weighed 130 pounds because I remember I told her that. And she was horrified because she probably weighed 96 pounds soaking wet because we were in the seventh grade. So the fact that in the seventh grade, I weighed 130 pounds is terrifying because right now I'll be 36 in a few weeks. I weigh 146 pounds. Like that's crazy and I'm significantly taller than I was in the seventh grade so it's it kind of puts that in and again nobody does anything there's no intervention when there should have been one so that's always my my biggest go-to is if you see you know you 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 have to help because what do I I have no guidance I have no proper food in my house I have no nothing except now I'm being told I'm fat you're fat well I don't know how to change this nobody's giving me the proper tools. So this is funny story. Like okay. this is where it gets really good. So when I talk about no proper tools and like nobody was going to sit me down or just take the food away from me, like it really wasn't that hard. Weren't you, weren't you not looking at the wonderful food pyramid they had going back then? It, it's the 1980s, early nine, mid 90s. Yeah. Come on, the food pyramid was being shoved down our throats. Oh yeah, it's true. But again, nobody, nobody cared. It was easier to call me fat and tell me to figure it out because that's what you do in the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. You just you're fat and figure it out. Oh, and mind you, at this point, it's now coming from my parents. Do you like that little little monkey wrench in there? I still don't have a job at this point. Like, I'm still not supplying food. Yes, at this point, I have found ways to, like, cultivate money. Because at that age, you do. Like, people give you money for your birthday. You have extra money. So I would, um, 
walking home from school, we would all stop at like the little corner, like store, like the little bodega, and we would buy those like little Debbie snacks for like a quarter. So like you can get four of those for a dollar. And let me tell you, you can eat a thousand calories in a dollar. And I did. But nobody stopped me. Again, no, everybody knew this was happening. So nobody was like, hey, let's not do this. Let's have a banana. Like, I don't know when I had my first banana. I might have been an adult. I don't really know. All the bananas. <laughs> I probably had it pureed at like four months old and then had it again when I was 18. Like, I'm not sure any fruit existed in my life. So my mom now panicked because she has no good relationship with food. Brings me to the doctor because now I'm like an obese child. And um, she brings me to the doctor and the doctor puts me on this diet that as a grown adult, I would never do. Like ever. And I'll always remember the breakfast. I always remember what breakfast was supposed to be. One hard boiled egg, cottage cheese, and five saltines. I was a child. You know how long I did that diet for? Zero days. Zero. Zero days. You gotta, you gotta give him a pause to let him guess. You jumped right into that answer. You gotta still let him set the radio or their headphones being like, how many days? You're like, no, zero. Zero. Because no human being would do that diet more than zero days. As a grown adult, if my doctor was like, okay, you need to do this. This is what you're eating for breakfast. I'd be like, go kick rocks. Never. I will never, ever do that. So that was my first diet I was ever put on, and it lasted zero days. <laughs> so that's funny, because I have the exact opposite story of you do. <laughs> so when I was little, I was a... I grew up in a little... I grew up um, in Western Mass, so not very much the, the hubbub of the city. So... Um, but in a city in Western Mass, I'll let everybody else fill in the dots. Because if people listen to us, they're, we've, we've pastured you to listen to the show. So we already know, you already know where I'm from. <laughs> um, so I was an outdoors kid and Jen learned that very, very quickly when we started dating. Was like, ah, let's go camping. And she goes, you have fun with that. I'm going to still be here in the hotel. And I'll Yeah, come. camping is like five-star hotel. That's yeah, camping. Exactly. <laughs> Camping's when the light, the room server stops at 1130. John, John Panette. Um, <laughs> So uh, I was a very outdoor kid. I was very, um, I would play outside. I would go camp with my dad. I would go hiking. My mom would kick me out of the house. You know, I would play with my brothers and sisters. Uh, summer was a very big, you know, we don't watch a lot of TV. You're, you're very active. Uh, you know, I showed Jen where I grew up. She saw how much, how big the yard I had was. So yeah. she, she, we, I was a very. You had an ice rink as a kid. I had an ice skating rink. I used to build, used to, used to build an ice skating rink for us. That's, I was active even in the winter. So. I'm a beanpole at this time. I am eighth grade, uh, middle schoolish area. Um, I weighed about eighty four to eighty seven pounds, soaking wet. I could have beaten the crap out of you. You probably could. Like I could have tackled you right down with my big body mass and been like, Grr. so you know, and you know, and it was, and I was eating. My dad, I was eating food. I was putting food. My dad would say, like, he eats like same thing. My dad was like, there's always food in the house. My mom's mm-hmm. always food in the house. They eat whatever they want. You know, um, you know, so it was always there and I used to eat, you know, steak, burgers, hot dogs, uh, ice cream was a big thing in my family growing up, uh, with my, my Pepe upstairs used to make milkshakes and Klondike bars and 
stuff like that, and bacon on Sundays. So, like, I had the food variety, and fruit and vegetables were always available in a raw, caught-up way. You had fruit? Yep. <laughs> that thing that grows that's somewhat healthy. Wow. I know, right? Kind of live in the countryside. Um, but I thought in, like, New York, they had, like, this food food markets that people would crash cars into. Like, that's what television tells us happens in the boroughs. Sometimes you'll get, like, um, somebody standing on the corner and they'll sell bottles of water and oranges. There we go. <laughs> oranges are fruit. That's true. Um, so to a point where, like, my dad and my mom were getting worried because I wasn't getting any weight, but I was growing. Like, I was getting taller. Like, I was going through one of the two growth spurts that you go to. You know, young adult boys go through two growth spurts between the ages of 13 and 16. No or, science. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> no puberty science. No, no pu- pubescent science. Pubescent science. Um... So they brought me, so I already went through one big growth spurt and my weight stayed the same. Like I didn't gain any new weight. And like a lot of times you'll, we're seeing it with your, your one who's getting right towards that age. Yeah. He he's is, packing on the pounds. He's packing on the pounds, but up. he's going to shoot up. And I've seen that with some of my friend's kids and I've seen that with just my sister Emma um, when she was growing up. So they brought me to a nutritionist. Oh. My dad was my dad, my mom, me, and I'm in this thing with a nutritionist, and I'm listing what I'm eating. And the nutritionist like, you're not eating anything bad. Like, you're eating good food. Mm-hmm. She goes, you have to eat more fatty foods. You have to eat heavier foods. She goes, next time you go get you out for chicken, eat the skins. Like, stuff you're sitting there, like, nowadays, like... You needed my diet. Yeah. You needed my life. <laughs> Clearly, so, your metabolism needed... But, but, but needed my, whatever I was doing. But my 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 stepdad pretzels. my stepdad had toasted cupcakes. We used to go to Costco. We used we used to go to BJ's and get like the big things of things. When I used to run out, I used to get the Drake's double apple pie squares. Like I used to eat crap. Those are so good if you stick them in a microwave oh, and they warm them up a little bit. Yep, totally. Yeah. You know, I was going to Dunkin' Donuts, but again, I was. My activity level was so high, and they kept saying your metabolism is just very active because you're a very active kid. The second you slow down, your metabolism will catch up to you. So I entered ninth grade weighing about 90 pounds, and my mom goes, you got to eat some. I weighed like 150 pounds in the ninth grade. You would kill me. I would have killed you. You would have been terrified of me. You would have been like, who's this behemoth? So, so... You got to a point where, like, but this time I'm rollerblading everywhere. I'm I'm running still. I'm I'm in doing cross country, so I'm still very very active. You know when that stopped? Why? Sixteen and a half. Oh, you went to sleep for like the next few years, didn't you? Nope. Like all teenagers do that they just sleep for like two years straight. I got a, I got a car. Oh, you did get a car. I did get a car. Oh man! So, so the legs stopped working. So I was no longer rollerblading. That happened to me. I was I started working. I started getting jobs. So now I'm on my feet. Now I'm eating more and more crap and not as much fruits and vegetables, that stuff, because now I can go to McDonald's. I can go to Burger King. I can go to Wendy's. I can go to these fast food chains. I can go to Dunkin' Donuts. I can go to these places and get whatever I want because now I have money. Like I can do whatever, I can do whatever the heck I want. Mm-hmm. I, oh, we're going to get some pizza. We're going to go to Uno's. And so my my hunger was still there because in my mind, I, you know, I was like, oh, I can eat all this and I'm not going to get any weight because I've been... I've seen that in the mirror. I start going to the White Hut. I still eat my four, three or four cheeseburgers. And I'm slowly gaining weight. I'm right. slowly gaining weight to a point where when I got in college, what do you think happened? Oh, you even eat more. You had to have gained more at that point. Exactly. Because I hit my 
freshman 15. So, you know, and at that point I kind of realized like I'm a little, I'm a little chunky man. So, um, so it was just one of those weird things where it's kind of like the polar opposite of your story yeah. was like, again, in, in the, in the characteristic of the stories we're still hearing is like, we both had food readily available. Like, well, my choices were well, like I said, garbage I, and more garbage. Well, I had hostess cupcakes available too. I had Klondike bars. I had Yeah, but you could cream. offset that with like fruit. Like yeah. my offset was microwavable popcorn. Like they're really like, I'm telling you, it, 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 we're, we're going to interview my best friend because she's going to be like, no, really, they eat like garbage. Like it's not even funny. Just had, like there were no good food choices, um, especially at a certain point in my life because when I turned nine, my grandmother moved. She moved um, to Long Island. So any wholesome cooking was coming from her and she was like long gone. Bye. So there wasn't like, I, I remember eating at her house. I remember eating those foods and then something happened. But so the funny thing is, is so now here I am and I, by the time I got to high school, yeah, I was probably like hanging out comfortably at like 150, 160. And this is the thing that I find very interesting is as heavy as I was, people would always come up to me and the phrase was, you're so pretty. You'd be even prettier if you were thinner. So you would be even prettier if you were thinner. And I think that's just a nasty, terrible thing to say to somebody. To say that to somebody when they're a teenager is probably a thousand times worse. So, but the interesting thing was is, it didn't put that mindset in my head. I never thought that way. I was never like, oh, well, then I should become thinner. I was somehow like, no, I should just be become fatter. Like, it didn't matter because at that point, I'm sure my eating was now for depression because I was getting bullied. Yeah. Or just, you know, my lifestyle at home and things like that because everybody has other things going on. I always feel, too, when you start working and you actually start going a job, doing with the job. And I'll be honest, my first two jobs were Friendly's Ice Cream and Blockbuster Video. I just dated myself. So bad in that statement. <laughs> um, so what do you think that blockbuster video? Raisinets, oh, yeah. popcorn, soda. And you know, you, you know what was in the plaza with me? Pizza by the slice. You know, a grocery store. So, you know, I'm having money or, or I can get what I'm... This is exactly what it was. It was a Nestle Crunch. and I Because I used to eat these two things when I worked at Blockbuster religiously. It was... Raisinets, which I still is still like one of my like I love going to when I go to the movie or something like that, and the Nestle Crunch bites. So uh-huh. they had the Nestle Crunch bars, but they made them into like bite sized yeah. like popcorn. I would buy those boxes because it was always like two for five dollars. Then I got a discount because I worked there. Yeah, and I would always have them buy my thing, and I would just, just put them in my mouth, shake my mouth, and I would have one or two boxes of those a shift. At Blockbuster when I was 16, 17 years old. See, this is what happened. So everything flipped for me. So when I was like, God, probably in the, what would I have been? The, going into the 11th grade that summer, um, we went down to Florida for all, like the entire summer to stay with my grandmother because she was really sick. And that whole summer, something clicked. I don't know if someone said something or whatever, but I literally ran the entire summer. Like I ran that weight off. I was in a different environment for an entire summer. The food intake was different. Other people were cooking. So it was definitely more accessible for me to eat better. And I lost 30 pounds that summer. And I'll always remember that because I came back and I was like, oh my God, you're so thin. Like you look so good. But then it went right back to the same old lifestyle. By the time, like I said, by the time I was in high school, we're now eating 
pizza all the time. We're eating Chinese food all the time. We came into some money. My dad got a better job. So now we were eating out constantly, ordering food, ordering food. So I thought I, that's all you do in New York City is just take out. Basically, right. you do. So, but no now at this those. point, my weight, at this point in my head, I have now believed that my weight is always going to be like 170 pounds. Like that's just where I, I sit at, 180, 170. And the, because I walked and because I lived in an area that's all full of hills, steep ones i actually was probably pretty muscular as well so i was especially like legs and stuff like yeah that. especially like in my legs so yeah i mean i was wearing you know if you wanted to go for numbers i was probably wearing like a size 14 which is a larger size but again nothing too crazy just to kind of visualize it was what you know they consider an average woman to look like so at this point i'm just sort of like this is what i look like so be it so i graduated you know everything was fine and then i started to want to be thinner so i went on it was sort of like a pseudo kind of offset of Weight Watchers. It was, I can't remember the name of it. Jenny Some, Craig? No, it was... Um, Again, a lot of 90s reference here, guys. I'm, I want to say it was called LA Weight Loss, but I don't remember if that's even a thing or if I made it up. So LA it's a, Law? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we, I went on that and that was a big like, buy our supplements and buy our bars and this is what you're going to eat. And I lost the weight. I actually went from weighing 190 down to 160, which was huge. So, but like anything else, once you stop doing any of those kinds of diets, they don't give you the correct tools to continue. To, to continue. So I gained the weight right back. Unless you keep doing the same exactly. diet. So once you've kind of, and it puts, now mind you, in my mind, I've, I've convinced myself, like, once I looked so much better, everyone was telling me I looked so much better that I didn't need to follow through and I didn't want to pay this money anymore because I was working at the time. I was an adult. So I was working and that's where my money was going towards. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. So then you start dating people and the second you start, I started dating this guy and we were together for like three years and you eat and that's all we did. So we eat, 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 eat. My weight went right back up again. So this is again the whole yo-yo up and down, up and down, um, constant thing. So when I moved out of New York City, I weighed 190-ish. No, I'm, I'm lying to you. Um, I actually got pretty thin. I probably weighed like 160 because of everything that happened. I dropped a bunch of weight. And um, I stayed that way for a little bit. And then when I came to Albany, something amazing happened. I got a car. I had never had a car before. So my eating actually never changed from the way I was eating in Queens to the way I was eating in Albany. But the second I got a car, I gained, and it was the first time in my life I'd ever gone into the 200s. And that's where I literally stayed. Like now my weight, to, just to get it under, that was hard. So I did that, I did Weight Watchers. Again, that was great, brought me down to about 160 probably, maybe 170, 160. You stop doing it, you don't have the correct tools. Your to, habits. Your habits go right back because you've never probably really corrected those habits. You're just following their point system, which allows you to eat certain foods. They find ways that you could still have that slice of cake and all that. So that was kind of my, you know, whole struggle. Then, you know, having my son and things like that, it's just, it's just a constant up and down. But it was like, I was like, I don't even know how my heart handled it all. Cause I would just like lose weight and gain weight and lose weight and gain weight. So I, have I a think, strong heart. I have a strong heart, but and it was, a, it's constant. It's a constant thing. And I kind of said, like, that's one of the few things I have in common with Oprah. Because she does the same thing with her weight. And I was like, me and Oprah, we yo-yo. Um, but, because I'll never have Oprah money. So I want to share something with her. Okay? There you go. But that was, you know, my biggest thing. So 
here's the funny part. Up until now, up until this time around, never in my adult life, and when I say adult life, I can even take it back to being, you know, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. But 10 to 12, 10 yeah, to 13. You know, I can, I can easily go that far. I've never seen myself or remember weighing less than 160 pounds, and I do now. And I eat all the time because something funny happened. I still like to eat a lot because I'm still the, the darkest part of my soul is that fat kid. That kid didn't go anywhere. That kid still I can go ham on some of those cosmic brownies from Little Debbie any day. I love them, but I know it's not good for me, and I can not do that. And I've trained myself to not want those things anymore. But I still like to eat, so I, I eat every two hours. Yeah, and, like, and, and it's it makes makes my heart happy just because I like the motion of eating. And and like I and we we've been saying this, you know, we're, we're getting married in November, and we are honeymoons at Disney, and it's going to be the real challenge for us in Disney is the food options, because just looking at some of the stuff they do offer, there's not a lot of like here's some fruit, here's some chicken that is grilled and chopped up with lettuce. No, it's ice cream and cotton candy and cinnamon buns and cookies and. So we're. I'm looking forward to a having some of that stuff, but b at the same time seeing the tools and the the things well, we put in place. You know me. So here's the thing. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm totally gonna have that cinnamon roll. I'm totally gonna yeah, do you're it. You're not gonna have it. And then I'll get there. And I'll be like, no, I'm not. I did the same thing. We went to North Carolina in April, and I was so pumped to go to this place called Biscuitville. Like I was pumped. Like I was ready to to tear apart those biscuits. Yeah, no, the reason you wanted to go to Biscuitville because we passed it twice, and you're like, I must need to know what goes on in that place that it's a Biscuitville. And it didn't help that on our way to the gym one morning, our, to the gym that we go to, they have a location down in Greensboro. So we had to pass Biscuitville while they're making the biscuits. Jen goes, oh, wow, that smells really good. I was like, yeah, they're making biscuits. It's Biscuitville. And she goes, can we eat there? And I'm like, sure, babe, wherever you want. And then it wasn't Ken. He's like, we're going to eat there. We go pick up. We come back from the gym. Yep. We go get her son being like, this is where we're eating. We're going to eat at Biscuitville. So I said, actually, what we'll do, why don't I take you to the Biscuit Factory, which is more of like a mom and pop style thing and not really much like a chain, which Biscuitville is. So we go there. Her son is just can't make up his mind. I don't know if he was overstimulated or was just I put on the spot. <laughs> Um, and so he couldn't make up his mind. So Jen was like, let's go to Biscuitville. So we go to Biscuitville and she's all excited. She's like, I'm going to get, she's already on the, my fitness pal app. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. I'm going to, we did all this. I can have this. She gets there and she goes, can I get some oatmeal, please? <laughs> I got oatmeal. So I'm sitting there with like a breakfast, like platter. Yep. And I'm like... Logan's going to town. Yeah, on his biscuit. biscuit. And she's sitting there with oatmeal. And it wasn't even good oatmeal. It was sad oatmeal. And so I sat there and I made fun of her because this is what you wanted. You know. I do that all the time. Well, that was also a good trip too because we rewarded ourselves with trips, different trips. Remember we got ice cream. We got the ice cream. And and I had a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. She let me have a Krispy Kreme donut and I was very thankful for it. <laughs> and we went when it was the light was on, so it was warm and hot. And there is a difference, and I think Logan knows there's a difference. It was fantastic. I'm glad you enjoyed that donut. It was fantastic. It's I be- couldn't. I would have panicked. I would have been like, I can't eat this. 
No, like panic, panic will happen with me. So I feel like Disney will be the exact same thing. Like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna, I will find like I will hunt down better options. Like for a snack, I'll be like, where's where's the turkey legs? They have to have them somewhere near, somewhere in there. By the pirates. By the pirates, right? That makes sense. I'm getting me a turkey leg. I'll figure it out. I'm no fool. I'm I I am looking forward to seeing how she does because one where there's also is the wine and food festival in Epcot, and that's gonna be. All the funds. If there's wine, there's grapes and cheese. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, but that's the thing. So, like, now as an adult, and now that this time around, I've really figured it out in a a science way. And that's why we like to science you guys a little bit. Because it's important. Once you understand what your body does, and now I understand calories. And now I understand why Weight Watchers didn't work. Or L.A. No, not fitness, weight loss, maybe, one of them. Law, I don't know. Law, LA law. Whatever. Or whatever I was doing, or if I was just going at it on my own, why none of it was working. And it's because no one explained the sheer basics of it. This is all you need to know. This is all you have to do. And you could still eat very comfortably and not starve yourself. Awesome. I'm down for that. I still eat bread. You know, I still, I mean, there's foods I don't touch. Like, I won't touch a bowl of pasta, but that's my choice. You're looking at me. What? I can look at the wall if you really want I don't know, it was weird. I'm like, why are you staring me down, um, man? No, and like I said, and, and to kind of finalize my story of thing yeah. was after high school and I got to college, again, I'm still eating i had uh my gallbladder taken out oh that's right so they're down you're down a couple organs down a couple organs so i lost my gallbladder in 2007 the only reason the only reason i know it's 2007 is because i worked for apple when the iphone was launched the original iphone was launched in 2007 also my first day at apple was the day we opened the apple store the day after the deathly hollows came out on book for Harry Potter. That was the same weekend I started working on my Apple job, and that's a week after I had my appendix, my gallbladder taken out. I had a very active summer that year. You're a nerd. Totally. <laughs> that's why the show's called The Dork Physique. Like, it's in the title, babe. It's also on the network called The Dorkening. Uh, that's why we do this? Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I, so they're like, you gotta change your diet, you can't have any cased meat. Yeah, right. Um, like they're like no pepperoni. I'm like okay, I still eat my pepperoni pizza. Um, not recently because I'm kind of on a what do what do we have the feta, the white broccoli pizza. Yeah, it was really good. That was really good. Um, also pineapple. I'm a big fan of pineapple on pizza. Um, so when I had my gallbladder taken out, they're like you gotta change your diet and all that stuff. But they also had me in painkillers. And the painkiller suppressed my appetite. They made me nauseous. So I didn't eat a lot because of that. So I'm not eating. My body's healing. It's going through fat deposits because it needs its energy somewhere else. I have pictures of me in 2007. Like I look like I'm back in high school. I'm that thin Mm -hmm. again. And I don't feel bad. I just have no appetite. I I remember telling myself, I'm just not hungry. I don't want... I'll drink some water. I'll drink some, I was drinking, you know, but again, I wasn't like, oh man, shucks. I need to get my, you know, woo. You know, that wasn't anything like super big. I was just not eating. 
Um, and again, I lost all this weight. I started, then I go back to school up in Vermont. So I'm up in Vermont. It's winter. I'm eating again. I'm going to Chinese restaurants. There's a diner in town. So we're going to diners when I'm getting bacon and eggs every morning at the cafeteria. So I'm eating food. I'm like, I eat bacon and eggs now, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's diner bacon and eggs and it's college bacon and eggs and take as much as you want. Eating blow, blow up all over the walls, you know, <laughs> pasta, pizza, Chinese food, um, you know, Trips to get ice cream in the middle of winter. Going to get ice cream. See the running theme with us? It's a lot of ice cream in this thing. <laughs> there's still ice cream. I've been very good. I've had soft serve like twice this year. We're going to the beach in a couple weeks. And there's a soft serve right across the street. Um, be good, be good, be good. Um, she's staring at me like I'm going to punch you in the face. So um, but It's only because she cares about me. Um, so I gained a bunch of weight. And I probably got up to 170-ish. Okay. Um... And then, you know, I left college. I came home and my mom said, why don't you join the military? So I enlisted in the United States Navy. And when I left for boot camp, I weighed 169. I know that for a fact because that's one of the few numbers I remember from that day because they had to do measurements on me because they had to make sure that I was within the right body mass index, which is BS. I don't believe in that. I think that's way too many variables and it's not an accurate guide um as well as also the blood pressure like i said my blood pressure is way too high because a i was excited but b i was also nervous of course like my blood pressure is going to be high uh in boot camp i dropped down to 159 because i was working out i was still a little bit nervous so i wasn't eating a ton you know but again i was they're kicking my butt and then when i graduated i was at 169 again but i was leaner right. I was thinner because muscle. I muscle yeah. but at the same time I'm eating three meals a day mm-hmm. and I'm not eating crap and like I said earlier in one of the early episodes my chief said watch the calories like you can get taco salad but what they're offering for the chicken is going to probably have this equal or same amount of calories and a little bit healthier so when I left so when I was in the Navy, I kind of stood around because I'm active. I was probably in the 160, 170 range. I really didn't get big because I didn't have to buy a new uniform. That's the one thing. I remember all my uniforms fit me. Um, if I pulled out my uniform from storage, it probably fits me now. Yeah, probably. Um, so when I came home from the military, uh, again, now I have access, like I said, all the food I want in the world. So my slowly, my again, at this time, no one's telling me, hey, Dude, you look a little... No, I never will. A little bigger. You know, you, you, and again, we're going out. Who knows? White Hot, 99, Wendy's, McDonald's, crap. Um, until until, I kind of was like, all right, I don't, I, I'm up to a size 34 pants. I, I have a belly. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. My, I, I'm, I was on cholesterol medicine. I was there like... Dude, like, you shouldn't be... Like, when you go to the eye doctor and says, you have high cholesterol, I'm like, why? I'm like, there's a big ring of cholesterol around your eye. That's a problem. That's a problem. And you, you get it more than once. Um, and so you would start working out. And I'm putting that in air quotes because I really wasn't working out. I was attempting to work out. Uh, and then Jen kind of kicked me in high gear with the stuff that she was doing. And that's kind of where I stand now. Um, where I've actually gotten my some blood work down and everything's where they should be. Hooray for me. Yay. So, you know, we figured, you know, this episode would be a very good episode just to kind of tell some stories, kind of share a little bit about our psyche. I know it's a little bit of a build, uh, building 
a stepping stone from episode one because I know we talked about a little bit of this stuff on episode one. But oh yeah. Oh, so just because you mentioned appetite suppressants, when I was an adult and I was like, oh, I need to lose weight. I bought every diet pill probably ever on the market. Like, I bought Trim Spa, which, like, Anna Nicole Smith sponsored before she passed away. Like, I was on all of them. And they work because they suppress your appetite, which is really unhealthy. And what happens when you stop taking them because you can't take them forever? You get hungry and you're going to eat again. So, again, this time around, and you know, I don't take anything not a thing enters my body except water and the nutrients from the food i'm eating that's it and your children's love and my children's love and that's helped a lot (laughs) and Murph's love i think the cats helped you don't look you don't be as fat as owen owen's sort of like everybody's spirit animal yeah he's the fat cat we let him be the fat one basically if maybe if you just surround yourself with enough fat animals you look thin Mm -hmm. We're not. I want to get Duke, but you won't let me. Um, so with that, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. It is again. It is summer in our apartment, so it's three hundred degrees in here. So we want to turn the air conditioning back on. It's not that we don't love talking to you guys, because we do. Um, so definitely, uh, where can they find us? I mean, they're already listening to us, but I definitely want to reiterate that if someone's just stumbled across our show. If you stumbled across it, please subscribe and like it if you can. That's super important. Um, we definitely want a lot of subscriptions and... Also reviews. Oh yeah, review it. Tell us we're we're awful. Tell us we're great. We, we just review it. Yeah. The more reviews we have, the more likes we have, regardless if they're positive or negative, it gets picked up by Apple, which pulls up. You can actually find us a little bit easier because I think we're buried deep. deep yeah, we're in. deep, deep in the Apple podcast land. But you can find us there. You can find us on Instagram at Adork Physique, as well as Facebook at Adork Physique. Or if you want to directly tell us how much you love us, you can always send us an email at adorkphysique at gmail.com. Also, we produce like cat photos and um, good stories. You know, like I said, if you want to. Jen's oh, you, very, yeah, if you have like topics or something you yeah. want us to cover or something you want us to talk uh, about. And like it. I said, we, we, we got some pretty cool episodes in, in the pipeline. Like I said, we're, we're hopefully going to um, get Jen's trainer on yeah. um, one day, one episode soon, as well as um, my brother-in-law deals with um, uh, it's something where he can't process protein. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but uh, we've, we've been trying to schedule time we can sit down and talk to him because that's a very interesting story with him because – Proteins in like everything. Right. So he eats a lot of potatoes. Um, so he'll be on. And actually, he's the one who um, started T Download the Fitness Pal app and started doing, started working out and getting balanced because of this podcast. So people are listening, people are doing this, and, and, and we are hopefully that, you know, you are one of them and you're going to hopefully make this journey with us. And we want to hear about your journey, regardless of how far down it is. If you're on day one, day 30, year 30, we want to hear, we want to hear your stories. Uh, because we want to share those stories. It's not just us. It's a community. We want to we want to build a community. So with that in mind, guys, we wish you a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yes. Uh, tune in next week uh, for our next episode. It will be episode eight. Um, I have a feeling that there might be a little bit of science in it, but we're still hammering out the concepts of the episodes and it's light now to shoot, shoot by the hip yeah. thing. But I know Jen has a whole... Uh, notebook full of ideas so reach out to us if not guys also check out the dorkening at the dorkening.com uh, for all their other shows that are on the network including wicked horror the ultimate video game show in the dorkening itself as secret underground hideaway and apocalypse 
soon now we do never remember that one well leo doesn't remember it either so i really can't be i hope it's apocalypse um soon (laughs) now like i hope that that's actually their new title um soon now (laughs) i might just reserve that 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 website right now um anyway guys have a wonderful night and uh hope to hear from you